Quick Stop is brought to you by Lucky Dice Games. Check them out at stores.ebay.com slash Lucky Dice Games. Everybody, welcome to Click Stuff today. This is your host Daniel Powell speaking, and I've got uh, Jason Alvey. What's up? And uh, David Gozelman. I, I'm here. My, my mute button got stuck. All right. <laughs> um, then we've got uh, returning guest host uh, Kyle Cooney. Hey, everybody. And um, we have a special guest today, Jason in my top five Canadians, Collins. <laughs> I guess that makes me one of the five players in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking like Canadians in general or only clicks Canadians? Uh, Canadians in general. Okay, so I'm going to put okay. him above Shania Twain, but right below Chris Jericho. Yeah, no, I accept that placement. I'd say it's pretty generous, I mean. That's good company. Right? <laughs> yeah. But you're way above Celine Dion, so. Yeah, most Canadians are. Canadian Goose <laughs> is above her. <laughs> so, uh, of course, Jason, uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, is more famous than us in that he runs the Married with Clicks channel on YouTube. How many subscribers? How many subscribers are you up to, Jason? We actually broke two thousand a little while ago, which is in in YouTube numbers incredibly small, but in HeroClix numbers, I guess it's pretty pretty popular. I, I guess I'd we're more popular because they know what we look like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, that's that's pretty big for you know a HeroClix dedicated YouTube channel. I think. Yeah, we have. We have a small number of fans, but they're they're involved. Uh, it's and I, that's what I kind of like is having this smaller community. We kind of get a little bit more touch on everybody. So good touch, not bad touch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so everybody that join that comes on the show, every guest we have uh, has to start out their discussion with us with their uh, Mister Chomps question. Uh, so, Mr. Chomps, if you're not familiar, is our um, wrestling alligator. Um, he's a fairly ferocious um, guy. Uh, he's been in hiding for a while, so um, he hasn't got to wrestle. He's been uh, training in Siberia like Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I heard hearts on fire out there. Rocky was up on top of the mountain yelling, Drago! Right. I'm pretty sure he Which ate is- Drago, though. Right, but you know, he was probably cold. Yeah, probably. Alligator. Yeah, I mean, he is a reptile, so. Yeah. Um, so the question is, Jason, would you rather wrestle Mr. Chomps the Alligator or never be able to say eh ever again? 
Well, eh, I'm okay with, but are you referring to the usual Canadian use of a? That one. Because <laughs> in that case, I'd have to be mute, so uh, bring it on, Mr. Chomps. <laughs> Little does he realize I do have something of a past in wrestling, so I'll put Ooh. up a fight. <laughs> That'll be nice. Most people just get eaten straight away. <laughs> Yeah. Well, if you've ever fought a Canadian goose, you you know your way around an alligator. <laughs> you know, you know. Funny story is where I work. There's some the, there's lady there's lazy uh, Canadian geese that refuse to migrate, uh, so they just <laughs> hang around my office building all day. And there's a local Facebook page that uh, reads the police scanner, and somebody couldn't get in their car uh, near my office because one of the geese was harassing them. <laughs> well, it's a well-known myth. Canadians are so polite because we take all of our rage and we channel it into the Canadian goose, and then we send it south for the uh, winter to you guys. Oh my god, <laughs> it's like some kind of evil spell. Yeah. No, these those things are freaking mean as hell, dude. Yeah, there's a couple on my bike route to work, and uh, I've almost been taken down a few times. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe we should send them all to North Korea. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh man, oh, you shouldn't have said that. At <laughs> least the geese, <laughs> dude. That's like all the bad Aaron Hernandez stuff going around today. <laughs> <laughs> there might be something in the Geneva Convention about weaponizing the goose. I'm not sure. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy. It's so powerful. You know, it's funny because the geese are more long distance than North Korea's missiles. Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, you know what? Ducks fly together, baby. But these are geese. No, Assholes <laughs> geese. They also yeah. fly yeah. together. <laughs> yeah, they do too. Yeah. Assholes do travel in groups. <laughs> so, um, while we're thinking about it, before we get too far off track. Uh, today we're just going to talk to Jason a little bit. Um, we've got a ton of community questions to go over. We like uh, talking about what you guys want us to talk about. Um, Dave's going to regale us with uh, stories from Michigan, and we've got uh, a small little super qualifier to cover as well. And and fun fouls. And fun fouls, yeah. And I think all the other stuff, the typical like upcoming set previews and stuff, is going to be answered in the community questions because you guys always ask us that our opinions on that stuff. So, um, so what do we want to start with? Let's uh, you want to start with some questions for Jason. Sure. Yes. Um, I'll just get the one that's going to cause y'all the most um, pain out of the way. Uh, Matthew Peterson writes in and asks, "What month would Jason be in the calendar?" Men of Heroclix, and what is his pose? Now, I don't... What what, what month did we give you, Dave? <laughs> uh, I'm Mr. February, I think. Right, okay. But I have to be Mr. December, I guess. It's the coldest month. I'm Canadian. Well, that's a fruise, so... Yeah. You oh, is January. he? Uh, you know what? It's still it's, winter. We yeah, can kick off winter. the calendar right. Yeah. Uh, and my pose would be just, you know, it would be me in the buff except for... An RC or a Mountie hat. <laughs> Just are you on a moose? I was gonna say riding a moose bareback. Uh, awesome. <laughs> Lucky. No is saddle. Gonna... <laughs> or the is other there... bareback. It's up to you guys. I mean, those things. They're uh, they're nice. 
<laughs> do you right? do you have a Canadian goose under your arm while you're riding the moose bareback? Uh, I'm He's strangling maple one syrup works. all over his body. <laughs> yeah, I'll go, let's go with the maple syrup. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be in. Because if I'm going to be in the buff, I don't want a Canadian goose able to chomp me in in Little J. <laughs> <laughs> mm. That's a far. Is that a? As a far mm, cry. Uh, okay, or like a. Mm. <laughs> no, it's just a far cry from my uh, tasteful yet revealing uh, month of May. <laughs> well, we got to kick things off right and then simmer down around springtime. Yeah, that's well, true. On the plus side, because I'm built for this weather, if I do go, you know, without clothes, it still looks like I'm fully clothed, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Bigfoot. Bigfoot uh, cover of January. Nice. It's a Sam's Quint, tricky. Oh gosh. So let's uh, let's hop into uh, let's hop into some important clicks questions. And which is uh, uh, well, I've got one more fun question to ask. And I, and I saw you comment this on uh, on Facebook, Jason. So, based based on your knowledge of American culture, um, and you only have one chance at this, what restaurant would you attend? Had you, if you have the choice, based purely on my knowledge, and purely on the name, yes, Twin Peaks. Fair enough. Where's this at? I don't know. I just heard the name once, and I was like, I'm intrigued. I must go. So I don't think we like have a... any in this area. I think there's more down south. Yeah, I actually so... recently discovered we have a tilted kilt in the area, so that got stripped off my list. It's it's not. It's still on my to-do list. It's just, you know, I don't have to go to the States for that one. <laughs> yeah, so apparently Canada has a distinct lack of um, scantily clad ladies that serve you deep-fried bar food. Yeah, that that's fine with me. I might. Well, that's a shame. That. Yeah, I think we were wondering on a previous episode if they had bikinis in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> we were. It was that. Uh, I think you guys did it in like the, one of the last two episodes. Yeah, it, it was pretty recent. Yeah, it was. Uh, we and said it was like a July. You had 28th. swim day. Yeah, like it's like July twenty eighth or so was swim day, I believe. Yes. <laughs> And everybody goes swimming. It's a full day off of work, nothing but swimming. And then the sounds snow terrible. I think it's actually the only day in Canada we can swim anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, I think didn't David say that he wanted to see Jason in a bikini? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was my answer. Yeah, it was. Awesome. Well, Dave, <laughs> get me drunk again at uh, Rock uh, Rocktober, and uh, let's see what goes down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so Jason, are you going to be able to make it in for Worlds again this year? Uh, unfortunately, it's not looking very good for my trip to Origins this year. Uh, my new job, which I can't get into due to certain contractual obligations, uh, but it is in the video game industry. Um, I have a deadline specifically on that week. That means I basically live at work until we get all that work done. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I'm uh, unless I do particularly well in Canadian Nationals uh, and just show up on the day of Singles Worlds, I'm pretty much off the table for uh, for WizKids Worlds. 
Rock World Cup is looking a little better, though. Yeah? Yeah. Yay, Rock World Cup! So I, that's uh, in the confines. Oh, go ahead. No, I said I, I understand what you and I work. I work in telecom, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so these deadlines kind of show up. And I, I'm glad that it didn't just get sprung on me and I didn't buy the tickets ahead of time like I usually do and everything like that. So I had that. Gotcha. Well, that's a little disappointing. I won't be able no, to. That's okay. He'll be at Rock Cup. I won't be able to pull a world's finest against you this year. <laughs> yeah, and I won't be able to almost steal all the points with the Mizir Mala. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I stole so well, many points from you in that game. <laughs> yeah, but I still I still ended up winning by like 300 points, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it, like I could see the frustration in you as I, you, you got the first major force almost dead, and then the monkey came and got some of those points off of you, and then you got the old, the other major force almost dead, and then Mr. Mala came around the corner and killed the next one. <laughs> so I, I was can thinking, see us now. <laughs> I love kill sniping in freaking Battle Royale. I'll tell you about an epic one later. It was, it, it's no Jason pulse-waving everything on the map to death at one time, but, and but really, it was pretty good. It's the only time you'll ever see me do that in the Battle Royale, because I usually play those like a psychopath and just kind of sit in the middle of the map. But in this case, it was somebody had a world's finest, and my only chance of winning was being a dick. No, no, definitely. 300-point world's finest. (laughs) But I did have a ton of fun that game. Oh, yeah, for sure. So uh, Jeff Bozeman writes in, uh, hello, gentlemen. You do all do a great job of letting your listeners into the world of clicks. We we'll appreciate that, Jeff. Uh, Jason, what would you say is the biggest difference between competitive players in Canada as a compared to American competitive players? Well, and I don't know where we get this. I know in our part of Canada, because Canada is a big country. You got to remember. Um, uh, and I, you know, in the area I play in, we don't. We know of what's popular in the meta play and tend to avoid it on some weird pride thing. Um, it's it's silly because if we know it wins, we should be playing it. But at the same time, there are a few players who do, you know, play the good stuff and do well with it. Uh, but the, I think ultimately the big difference is uh, the amount of complaining I've seen come out of us. <laughs> like, we, we have this reputation as Canadians of being the most polite people, but, you know, sometimes a guy will try out, uh, usually a casual player will show up to Nationals and then start, you know, the next day they got their butts kicked and they lost, and I guess they weren't educated enough as to what the meta was and just start complaining about it. And it's like, really? I mean, like, did you not know going in, that kind of stuff? Um, and I, I just, I, I feel like I see that less out of Americans. Um but then most of the Americans I've had the pleasure of meeting in person or in the HeroClix community, I've met in the competitive play environment. And, you know, they have that headspace and the readiness to, to play in that environment. So I, I, it's what I've observed uh, as a difference. And it's the only difference I've observed because of the people I'm exposed to, I guess. Um, but as far as any major differences in the way we play, I, that, that's the most glaring one. I can uh, I can I can introduce you to some complainers. <laughs> so I, I had a I had a Kyle. feeling that's a, no. a universal thing. <laughs> hey, I only complain when stupid stuff 
happens within the community. Like, I don't know, playtesting and passing Outwit with the new rule changes. One thing... Or prob. And I do have to ask if you guys see this in your in your bigger tournaments or your super qualifiers or anything. There'll be one guy who just plays a thing. A thing that has no business being in that tournament. And it just does well. Uh, a lot better than you expect. And the guy had no intention of winning. Actually had every intention of losing and playing in the lower brackets and having a ton of fun. D- does that occur often stateside or... Yeah, it just happened to Easton in Michigan, and he won the whole damn regional. <laughs> that doesn't count. It's Easton. I was going to yeah, say, yeah, but any... like he literally, we were like, look, he did not practice the team at all, and like he was like, ah, this thing will do okay, but it's not going to win the whole thing. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a lot of fun with it, and then he ends up winning the whole damn tournament with it. <laughs> it still doesn't count because it's Easton. Every every okay. figure he touches and puts on a map goes up in value about. Thirty-five percent, I'm sure, minimum, if not three hundred fifty percent. Collect a bunch of things and be like, Easton, just play this next week. Yeah. <laughs> and so you can turn around and sell it, <laughs> right? It's like insider trading. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. But no, that happens all the time around here. You'll see like a team that's like, okay, I did. Uh, that's out of left field. Why is that like winning? Like, why is it doing well at this tournament? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. I, I so, think there's one team like that everywhere. Okay. Yeah, for the longest time, I you know, you guys were um you you guys being the Canadian group up there were yep. talking about um you know, Double Con Loki's doing so well. And I want to say at the Canadian Cup it actually placed really well. Um, yep. but that was a team that would like not get played here locally. Or at least in our area, just because generally everybody has very good close combat pieces along with range. Hmm. So, like, generally a shutting down a range team does not let you have a good day. Yeah. Because everybody, I mean, come, everybody comes in and just starts punching. Yeah. One of the things also about the, the DoubleCon Loki team that Mike was playing for a little while there... Uh, and Mike was the one playing it. It's not like a consistent thing of it's always doing well. It's Mike's always doing well with it. Uh, it, 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 it helped that he was very good with the team. Um, and what it was is just what he was prepared for uh, with that team was everything everybody was playing at the time, uh, which was the Quinjet, and, you know, that's about it, <laughs> right? Uh, other than Tom being Tom and playing his Mary Marvel team, which... I guess he dodged the entire time. Hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, like, uh, but for just as a perspective, I mean, as far as us playtesting, we never generally worry about, say, playtesting against that particular team. Mm -hmm. Honestly, Mike's the only, uh, and because of our crappy dollar and the the pain in the butt that it is to get, you know, a second copy of a con sometime, especially if you weren't at that particular con. And a, not a lot of people in our area were at the convention, the, the worlds that had the Loki. Getting a second one in our area or in Canada with our dollar is is an undertaking. <laughs> you know, it's, well, then it's a financial is, investment. So let, let's talk how much of... is your dollar compared to ours? Oh, right now I think it's a, a dollar... Th- you guys, like... One of your dollars is a dollar thirty to us. So, like, it's every it's thirty cents on the dollar. 
basically. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so KJ, talk to us a little bit more about that. KJ Foster writes in uh, yeah. with the difference in accessibility to figures, i.e. Uh, lack of Target stores, border taxes, and currency fluctuations. How do Canadians uh, stay ahead of the curve and still be competitive at a high level? Uh, we suck it up and pay. That's <laughs> ultimately Damn. what it comes down to. Um, <laughs> we make friends in the States in some cases. Uh, I know... The, uh, not the, the Civil War Target exclusives I got because uh, one of our one of our fans uh, Nathaniel White uh, um, he came north to uh, Canadian Nationals and said, "Hey, I'm stopping at a Target on the way over. Do you want to split a box?" And I was like, "Heck yeah!" <laughs> so that you know that way we each got a set which included a set of con- uh, the Target exclusives for us. Uh, on the plus side, when it comes to things like the Target exclusives, we we're lucky that not a lot of them are necessarily game breaking or necessity figures. Um, but when it comes to our dollar, you you see it in the price tag that we pay for our clicks. Uh, you know where you guys are paying twelve uh, twelve thirteen dollars a pack, we're paying fifteen sixteen. Some areas of my uh, of my province are uh, paying like twenty dollars a pack for for Hero Clicks. Wow. So, um, so Jason, I just did the math. Well, so roughly right now, I've seen him topped out. Like Shark Shredder, for instance. Yep. Is in your case, you would pay like two hundred and twenty-one dollars for it before shipping. Because, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that's it's bonkers. Um, so a lot of the time, you you you'll go to places that sell Hero Clicks here. They don't have packs on the shelves. Because we buy as many as we can to avoid trying to fight the secondary market. Uh, so that is one thing that, like, a store that has a popular Heroclix group can definitely count on never having packs on the shelf. Uh, we get our opening weekend sealed, and then that's the last we see of sealed for that set ever. Because that's the last we see of packs of that set ever. There's got to be some kind of program that can be set up. <laughs> clicks for Canadians, <laughs> right? Yeah, clicks for Canadians or something. So, so do you guys? So I just sometimes I forget about how actually close like Toronto is to the states. Yeah. Um, do y'all ever make trips to gaming stores in up, upstate New York to I don't know to do the old uh, like Cannonball Run of uh, Coors Light? <laughs> uh, we have done trips to to other events like uh, in the in the well in Michigan. You guys, uh, Dave would have saw Tom and Jay from our channel. Uh, I did. Yep. Uh, and we, I've gone to Eternal Games in the past, and it a lot of the time it's scheduling issues. Uh, Myself, I don't get out to as many big tournaments as I would like to because I'm a father of three. I I have a very very now very busy job, uh, and so if I you know if we can't get the sitter, uh, we can't get the ride there because I also don't drive myself. Um, <laughs> and uh, so if I don't have another person going down with me, it becomes a more expensive trip and generally not worth it in my case. Uh, so, but. One of my teammates there, Tom, uh, is usually pretty good about making early morning trips where sometimes we'll leave at like 5 in the morning to show up for a 10 o'clock tournament uh, south of the border. 
Um, we do make the road trips. We do go a little nuts uh, on the trip, and uh, we do enjoy uh, the few trips that we get. We have, just haven't been to the New York, Jersey area like we should because they're a little closer to us than, say, Michigan in most cases. Gotcha. I, I totally heard south of the border and was like, why are they going to Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> you forget, Ralph. I'm, I, I'm in America's hat. <laughs> right? It's a roomy hat. There's lots of people in there. Yeah. Actually, there's, there, there's a lot of people at the bottom of the hat. <laughs> oh, yeah. I imagine the top of the hat doesn't have a very dense population. Well, in population density, no, but they're definitely a dense population. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it something like 80% of the Canadian population lives within 100 miles of the border or something like that? Absol- oh, yeah, absolutely. It's... Uh... I mean, one of our most populated cities is Toronto, of course, and, you know, you got – everything is below a certain point because when you get a little further north, that's where you actually start to feel the cold. Like, all the stereotypes of Canada being cold are way north of Canada. So if you drive, like, five hours north of Toronto, you start to feel a different – like, it's a lot colder more more of the year. And then the further north you get of that, it just gets colder and colder and colder and colder. So why would anybody want to be that far north? Property value's cheap. Huh? Yeah, but like you're living yeah, on a glacier, leave. of course it's cheap. Yeah, life we, won't be very fun that up that far. Yeah. You look on the bright side, you don't have to mow grass. <laughs> you know what grass looks like. Oh. You gotta do something worse. You gotta shovel snow. That's God, the wolves ain't my mother in law. Yeah. Yay! Hey. <laughs> oh my gosh. I always hate look summer coming because my grass starts growing and I'm like, uh. Yeah, we I don't want to do we this anymore. Grass like twice a week down here now. Oh jeez. And we're not even really that far south, comparatively speaking, to say south, southern the state. Yeah, we're kind of in the midsection. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Drew Warren writes in, uh, what's your favorite meta team you ever ran and why? And the follow-up question is, Canada a real place or is it fake like Australia? <laughs> <laughs> Look, Australia is super fake, man. There's no way anybody lives in an area that has that much stuff that can kill you. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, no, we're 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 not made up. We're just cold. Uh, <laughs> but as far as my favorite meta team I've ever played, I've always been fairly proud of my old police team I fielded at Canadian Nationals two years ago. Uh, but I did best with the team I played last year. And both those teams are very close to my heart for different reasons. Um, the police team in, was, this is back when the uh, Mandarin's power plant was a thing. Uh, so I had the power plant, uh, not a full one. I had a couple rings short with the Banshee, a, um, a uh, Central City Police Captain, uh, Rocket Raccoon, and the Prime Cerise. Uh, and it was just basically, it was a big bomb. Like, everything hit hard on that team. Uh, and it was made a named theme team because of the captain, uh, so I had a lot of re-rolls when you include Rocket plus theme probs. Uh, and Rocket could theme prob when combined with his power, which was great. Right. Uh, 
because it's not prop. Uh, and I did fairly well with that, but at the same time, that was the first time I got the pleasure of running into Felix Faust uh, back when he didn't have a range. So <laughs> I probably could have fared better had he not existed. Um, but then last year's last year's Canadian national team was uh, the Superman with Proteus, uh, Mr. Mix's Pitlick, and Clarion with an Indigo battery. Uh, and Proteus was on Superman. And everybody looked like... I, what I loved was listening to all the other podcasts go through the Canadian Nationals top eight. And I got third with that team. And everybody was like, I, how did he do this? <laughs> <laughs> when, when is Canadian Nationals this year? This year it is May 20th and the 20, the weekend of the 21st. It's our, oh, uh, in, in so Ontario. You guys are going to have full-blown crazy-ass meta for like... Oh, yeah. Your, for your nationals, yeah, because we get we have Avengers Defenders War showing up, and it's before rotation. So Avengers Defenders War mixed into everything here, and it's also a long weekend in Toronto. We're expecting a lot of bodies. I feel like this is going to be the hardest Canadian nationals because it's most of our Canadian nationals to date have been in either Ottawa or Montreal, which are more populated than most areas in Canada, but not as heavily populated as Toronto is. And Toronto's a heavily populated area, easy to get to because it's near the airport. Uh, so I feel like this is going to be a high turnout. Um, I might be wrong. I've been proven wrong many times. So uh, I, no, I but, can see. I can see that. I'm just. I'm actually looking at the map just to refresh myself on Canadian geography. Mm-hmm. And yeah, auto. It's been it's an auto, up. Yeah, it's been in Ottawa before. <laughs> I mean, that's just a little t tiny dot on the map, really. Yep. It's also five hour drive from where I am. So. They went from a five-hour drive away from me to a half-hour drive away from me. I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. And no then, hotel room. <laughs> and then even Montreal is, yeah. like, uh, fairly far north up there. So I yeah. would imagine, And they like, speak another language in that city. Ooh, that's They're French-Canadian there, right? Yeah. it's uh, Quebec is a primarily French-speaking province. So mm-hmm. that I had to brush up on my grade four to grade nine French... Uh, when looking at talking to the occasional people for directions. <laughs> Interesting. Man, I, I can't imagine going there and, like, playing a guy in clicks who who speaks just French. Well, one of the beauties of it is the people who yep. solely speak French are jerks. Uh, right, almost everybody. most people speak English and French, right? Absolutely. So, um... And, you know, usually what they're doing when they're speaking French in front of you is they're actually swearing at you and calling you funny names and taking advantage of your lack of knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) That's very French of them. It is. It absolutely is. Uh, The trick is to listen to the mentions of the church, like tabernacle and uh, other stuff like that. That one's one's like a hard, like almost like dropping a hard F-bomb in French. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So you'll hear somebody go, tabernacle. Like, what? Okay, now I know you're being a jerk, right? <laughs> so, I guess French Canadian people are like the ones who only speak French are like the the exception to the rule of Canadians being polite. It, you know what? Though most of them are pretty good. I got to give them that. Like most of the French Canadians I've hung out with, been around. They're they're good people and uh, decent to you. And they're usually doing that swearing swearing at you in French. That's tongue in cheek because they know that you know just enough, and you recognize the tone that you know that they're saying something mean to you. And they also know enough of the words, like the anglophone's gonna understand what I'm saying to him right now. <laughs> oh. 
multiculturalism is uh, something that most Americans struggle with. <laughs> so, uh, is, is French is French taught in uh, elementary school there as like just a general thing? Yes. Well, depending on the province you're in, I'm not sure about other educational systems across the country, but with the province I'm in, Ontario, uh, we start in the fourth grade learning uh, French, and we're it's required until uh, middle school, end of middle school, and first year of high school. And then after that, it's optional. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. So to continue our multi multinationalism here, uh, Jason, if you had to compare yourself to a well-known clicks player from the U.S., uh, whom would it be and why? Conversely, clicks off cast. If you had to compare yourself to a Canadian player, whom would it be and why? Uh, and that was comes in from Chris Smotherman. All right. Uh, if I was to compare myself, jeez, uh, I've drank with so many of you guys. And the only one who got goofy like me was Dave, to be brutally honest. <laughs> but then, you know, Dave got to sit in the audience while I made a fool of myself and said, Jack Frost isn't going to do anything. And so far, my drunken rant has been right because I haven't seen him win. <laughs> oh, it's coming. I know, eh? Um, but, uh, yeah, I, you know what? I, I, I get, a, 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 like... I'd, I'd say Dave because of our little drinking experience, though I, I there's a little bit of a fruise in me sometimes. When, well, I guess I'm weird because I'm I'm a social chameleon. I'll start talking with somebody, start to read their cues, and just go with their flow, right? So you'll you'll hear me and Kevin shriek at each other. Me and Patrick. I thought it was a body hair thing. <laughs> that, well, that too. Like every so often, the body hairs touch and we just kind of meld, and it's like a might Vulcan mind meld. <laughs> but you'll see me and Kevin are fruz and it looks like we're yelling at each other but we're really just having a good conversation uh, you'll see me and Patrick Yaboko quiet in the corner chit-chatting about things uh, and, and the general the general way is like I'm, I get along really well with everybody so getting a hard comparison to an American player is really really difficult and I can't even say Patrick Yaboko because he's won too much and I, I've won nothing so <laughs> um I'll take Mr. David though, just on our just on our wonderful love of Jaeger bombs and alcohol. <laughs> yes, there will be moonshine this year. Oh boy! Now, <laughs> yeah, I have a uh, I have a trip to the uh, mountains of Tennessee about uh, two months before uh, Rock Cup. There you go. No, I mean uh, it's completely legal and such. They I mean they sell it on <laughs> storefronts, but right, right. It's it's not like uh, we're brewing it right there at the Rock Cup in the room or anything. Oh uh, well, if I can't see the rotten potatoes, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> if I can uh, still see after a drink, we have to we have to have a discussion about the quality of it. <laughs> I'm severely disappointed that you think it's made out of potatoes because it's totally made out of corn. <laughs> wow. That's uh, potato vodka you're thinking of, and that's Russian. That is potato vodka. Yeah. I, I, I promise that it is good. You I just, drank uh, much of it. You just uh, offended about a 300-mile square radius of uh, middle America. Oh, I... I, I, I oh, I'm sorry, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know all about that, right? I don't know what you're talking about, eh? I usually drink beer there, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, so, uh, 
just talk a little bit about Married with Clicks, I suppose. Uh, Brian Poland hey, writes in. Hey, you didn't in. finish the question. Oh, well, oh, we've got to answer We're too. We're supposed to Sorry. become Canadians. Yeah, be, um, you got to be Canadian, Derry. <laughs> um, Gosh. So, well, what do you think, Dave? I, I'm going with Jason. Okay. <laughs> We're kindred spirits. <laughs> we are. So, you know, you ever heard of brother from another mother? Yeah, like, I've heard of my brother, brother from, from another country. <laughs> so I don't want to get uh, everybody confused because um, I don't know too many Canadian players. But uh, Tom, all y'all Canadians look alike. That is not true. <laughs> they look like all. Um, if anything, I mean, have you seen me and Jay Solomon? Come on. Yeah, they all very hairy. I suppose. Um, is it, match the it, weather? Tom is the bourbon drinker, correct? Oh yeah, Mr. Tom Curb with the lovely voice. And uh, yeah, so uh, I, I would probably um, have a more kindred spirit with Tom there. I've never okay. played a Canadian in a competitive tournament before, so I don't have any uh, comparisons there. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, maybe Tom and I can find ourselves a bottle of bourbon at uh, Rock Cup this year. I'm, I'm I'm sure Tom can find a bottle of bourbon. He he finds the greatest <laughs> places to eat and drink and in the desert. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> He'll just be like, "Hey, there's this little place around the corner, okay?" And it looks like some kind of closet, and it's actually a decent place to eat. So Tom's good like that. <laughs> so what do you think, uh, Jason? Um, I was going to say Tom, too, so we could bond over our love of Mary Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I would say that as far as opinions online or on Facebook and such, um, I would say that I uh, do bond with Jay quite a bit there. Uh, Jay and I have uh, very similar opinions on a lot of things that I've read. Yep. And Jay also has this weird encyclopedic knowledge of the game. Uh, I, I think it's his youth, because I remember being like him when I was younger and able to remember every single dial all the time. <laughs> but years of alcohol and more alcohol and um, alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Taking all that knowledge away. <laughs> Just hit it for a lot of damage. It'll die. Yeah. It's, th- did I hit? No, of course I didn't. All right. Then have another drink. Stupid dice. So yeah, Kyle, who is Kyle's Canadian counterpart? Yeah, Kyle, have you even met a Canadian clicks player before? No, but I've, you know, with Jason, I think that I would probably identify with him probably more than anybody. I mean, I heard him mention video games, and I've seen his unboxing of Turtles. So, you know, <laughs> right there, man. I do love me my Ninja Turtles. What can I say? I do, too. In fact, if you uh, if you know Dan and uh, the Clicksoft crew and uh, the gigantic, enormous uh, gripe fest about Shredders, uh, any time that they t- any time that they talk about that, there's a little asterisk next to my name. <laughs> yes, Kyle Cooney is the only Clicks player that I know of that loves the turtles so much that he could play the shredders with Renee. And and we and won't bust his balls get any about grief it. Yeah. about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, and not get grief about it. So I can't get out of that list. I'm going to eat grief about it. 
Um. Um. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. All right. No, I, I I accept that. I accept that. But if you understood my relationship with dice to the degree that is actually now currently internationally understood because somebody from America has witnessed it firsthand. Uh, you'd understand why I play things like the Shredder or the Red Lantern Battery or anything that doesn't involve <laughs> me having to roll dice. <laughs> dice are terrible. I must make a team that does not require them. Absolutely. If I'm trying to win, i got to take the my X-Factor out. Right. If dice are my kryptonite, why play with my kryptonite? That's true. Good assessment. Yeah. So. Two Red Tornadoes, a uh, Mini Shredder, and uh, the... Justice League, uh, or Justice Society, Green Lantern. There you go, buddy. Yep. I I may or may not have sent that to Mike and been yelled at uh, during one of my occasional team-building exercises when a new set came out. <laughs> <laughs> all the free damage. All different kinds of free damage. <laughs> Mike doesn't like it when I, can, when I can find a way to stop rolling dice because he knows it's the one thing that he can get me on every time. <laughs> if I can force Jason to roll, I can take him out. <laughs> Alright, Jason, roll dice. No! <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. You just win. Take the team. Don't make me waste my time. I'm rolling. done. Forget it. Hmm. <laughs> roll shape change. No, you win. <laughs> no, I wonder, I'm not going to bother. I wonder if he has the uh, innate ability that I do to shut off people's ability to roll dice. It. I don't think it's innate in him yet, because he did have one bad dice game against me very recently at a win a map, so... Uh, I don't. I don't think he's as tuned to it as you may be. <laughs> Has he tried a, or have you tried a dice tower or using a cup? I've tried not touching my dice. I've tried changing my dice. It's honestly, I think when my dice work, it's usually a set of dice I've been using for about a year, and then got the bad. It, it, what, what you'll see is when I get to Canadian Nationals, the dice I'm using, I've been using all year. Because generally at Nationals is where my dice become average or slightly better than average. <laughs> so it's like, I've got all the bad rolls out of them. And, right, you know, yeah. That's my probability head working. It's like, mathematically, if I've been getting nothing but bad rolls, the probability has to even itself out at some point. Right? Yeah. So our Daniel Powell will tell you how to... Yeah, so... Uh, the famous story there is that Dave and I played in a super qualifier second round. He was playing Corey's with the Red Hood, and I was playing Nick Fury. Um, so since I couldn't shut anything off, I just said, Dave, I'm turning off your ability to roll dice. He went, what, four <laughs> or five rounds without being able to roll a seven? Yeah, it, it may have been more than four or five rounds. We We probably spent 20 minutes of me. Coming up missing and running away, and coming up missing and running away, and him just going, well, and then the next turn, and it's funny because the next turn you'd be like, I'm going to continue to turn off your ability to roll dice, and you're go. <laughs> I come up and whip a couple more times, and right. it sucked. <laughs> yeah, because Nick Fury was busy running, you know, running up and down Ryute, uh, trying to catch the Corys, which was not fruitful at all. So do rot dice roll better or worse in Canada? Um, it depends on the player. If you want to talk about my... I, I'm, I did get to the finals in or the Rock Canada Cup, and let me tell you, man, when you need the dice to, to occur, they just didn't want to happen to me. Um, 
I, I can't honestly say yes or no on Rock Dice. I do get <laughs> I do get the occasional like, oh my god, Rock Dice cost me the game. Bad rolls in general cost you the game. You just happen to be rolling Rock Dice at the time. They're not any different. <laughs> so right, you can't, you can't, you can't tell that to everybody. Yeah. yeah, you can't tell that to everybody. And you got to remember is. You obviously had good dice rolls for most of the day because here you are in the top portion of the tournament where you have to switch dice because you don't, you know, you have to get to rock dice period before you can roll rock dice. And then when right. you get to the rock dice period, you've had a hot dice all day. Welcome to probability. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> right? All your hot streaks gone. Hmm. Just like just like when you guys are doing the sealed WKOs, and I don't know if there's kills keeping the format from last year, but where it's like you have the sealed for the first number of rounds. Well, great, the top eight consists of everybody who pulled the primo figures to play, and then you see the the teams at the top eight ended up playing, and they all look like crap. It's like how did they make the top eight with that? Well, they didn't. They got this crap the second time. Ugh. <laughs> that, that's what I hate about sealed. Yeah, and that's like, why, and that's why get... none of us are driving the five, six hours to go to the nearest WKO with Sealed. Nope, not happening. Yeah, it, it hurts to travel to do Sealed. That's why I don't, I personally don't, like, the desire to go to Eternal Games is there. I want to go, but the fact that it's Sealed means my day could get ruined very early. Uh, you know, especially if I don't pull that one common or that one chase that really makes a set. <laughs> so Marshall right. Longs. Uh, story that that turned me off from sealed uh, like big tournament ever like never gonna happen his one story yeah so yeah I don't know if you remember that from last year at Worlds Jason uh, Marshall Lawing uh, pulled a prime Emma pack and a, a pack with a busted figure uh, turned the uh, busted figure pack in and got another pack with a prime Emma oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So. All right. Common <laughs> Hopefully, somebody will pull a uh, double. Cable. Never again. Double cable. Double cable. <laughs> <laughs> they threw won't shoot you. That is that is one thing I do have to give the Deadpool set credit on is that there's a lot of power below rare in the set that's worth it for sealed. So. God, I want to pull Prime Pool and Sealed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Prime Pool and Cable, let's go. Oh, your little guy hit me for two? Okay, I'll heal it up. <laughs> he just absorbs so much damage, just base their whole team with him. I'm going to ne- I'm gonna hit the guy next to me and shoot the guy next to him. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, next question comes from Brian, Brian Poland. Um... Who is the best outside-the-box team builder in the Married with Clicks crew, and who makes the most boring teams? I can't wait to hear from the guys on Sunday when I have to do the episode with them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Outside-of-the-box is by far Tom. Uh, Tom comes up with ideas, and it baffles me sometimes how he makes them work at times, or where he comes up with the ideas, or he... He reads the meta, goes backwards in time, and makes it work. It's it's baffling sometimes, um, and you know it. He's definitely beyond a shadow of the doubt on the team. The most creative of our of our team builders as far as out of the box thinking, uh, but his box is severely limited by his ability to get me on the phone <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> 
because Tom has a very limited collection. So it, when Tom has been successful, Tom has called Jason and picked up some figures on the way there. <laughs> um, hey, I know that feel. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm the team library, so I, you know, I accept it because we keep a big collection for the sake of the channel to try to vary what we do when we do finally get in front of the camera and play again. I swear we're trying to get our schedule back on track for that. Um, I keep making excuses for the channel all the time. It's weird. Uh, but, yeah, so Tom is by far the most out-of-the-box uh, thinker. I like to think of myself as creative, but creative within the box. Like, I look in, at the, the metagame as it is, but kind of work within the confines of what's going to work against things and with things in mind. Um, you know, I'm not going to play a figure if there is a figure in the metagame that's just going to completely shut it down or not make it work, so... I'm a, I'm a confined, confined creative thinker. Uh, Jay follows the box, but at times comes up with his own twist on it, um, for sure. Uh, but he, you know, he he does his he does come up with really good ideas at times, and I do have to credit him because uh, when he does play what's supposed to do well, he does well with it. So, um, but then I have to answer the question the way that he doesn't like me to answer it. Uh, and the most unfortunately boring builder, and it's not a knock against Mike, but uh, if you've played against a Mike Payne team, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, he he does enjoy, or he and again, not a knock against him. When you play the meta, you play competitively. You have to understand that your goal is to win, and the best way to win is to one, kill your opponent, and two, not let your opponent kill you. And he will go to great lengths to make sure his opponent can't kill him. Uh, so that you know, when you play against the the double Loki team, if your team can't touch it, you're not going to touch it. Uh, and when he does play the double Loki team in full modern, he was playing it with uh, impervious some uh, you know entities that gave it impervious, and uh, it, it comes with uh, shape change traded, I think, and it comes with super senses as well. So he's got three rollouts, and then he's relying on a high defense. So you know that's a team that lets you play, and it's hard to play against. And then you know he'll, when he plays. And does really well. He'll play something like Jakeem Thunder and Felix Faust. And, you know, I don't have to say nobody likes playing against Felix Faust. Nobody does. And, but, you know, and again, not to knock him, he's playing competitively. It's just, to me, not fun to play against. And it's not fun to, you know, when you know that you just have the buttons that are going to turn off the game and not make it interesting to my opponent, right? So uh, I'm going to change my answer from earlier. If I can have Tom's bourbon and uh, let's talk teams with Mike. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the stuff yeah. you were saying, I was like, "Oh, that's Dan." That's Dan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything yeah. that can, uh, anything in competitively that can make the game not fun for my opponent is uh, right up my alley. Yeah. So I, you're I a find blue it magic funny player. That you say uh, game and not fun in the same <laughs> sentence. Mm-hmm. It kind of defeats the. I don't want you to have any fun while we play this game. Yeah. <laughs> True enough. And, I, I have no idea what blue magic is. Uh, blue blue oh, okay. is a lot of uh, control and counter spells and things like that. Yeah, yeah you'd so, like it. So fun, fun. It's fact, a nightmare. Fun fact: the only collectible game I've ever played is Hero Clicks. That that's becoming a common trend. I'm finding is almost no. There was a time where I could turn around and make a magic reference, and at least three quarters of the room understood what I was saying. Now, and it's gotten to a point lately in here in magic or in sorry in HeroClix, where I can't I can throw a rock and miss every single magic player in the room. 
unless I smash my own head with a rock. So, <laughs> I yeah, played it, Magic for a very short time. Yeah, me yeah, too. I, yeah, I never. Uh, I, pl- I played Magic when I was in grade school, so I guess that kind of counts. I I played it as a job for a while. So <laughs> nice. It was, it was On the, the job. If if I was to say, uh, it was the job of all the jobs I've ever had. Though it was the job I was the worst at. I was, I was <laughs> what we call a bubble player, perpetually almost there. <laughs> which is so which like I would all hate of us that job. Play. Yeah, which is why when I was in um when I was in the WKO uh, in not too far from here uh, in Whitby, Ontario, uh, when I got ninth place, I was infuriated not because of how i played or how i turned out i understood all of that what was infuriating is like this is the how many times have i done this in my life and it's in the past cost me money so it just it irks me that little more because that part of my brain is telling me that just cost you money but it didn't you know (laughs) yeah that's understandable yeah so um but sorry yeah so and again i'm not gonna knock mike Payne as a player or anything like that. He really wants to stop building that way lately. It's almost like listening to a drug addict wanting to stop doing heroin. Like, you just, teach me how to swarm. I'm like, I can't really teach you until you learn I gotta the get off to the lose belt, things. Man, but I can't. <laughs> uh, you know, he's got a hold of me. You know, a Faust is a is a special special piece. Um, you know, whenever a piece you piece of crap, whenever you can say you can only shoot me. You you sound like me when I'm talking to my kids after they've spilt something on the floor. It's like you're a special special kid. Hey, I tell you what. Who whenever, will die? Whenever you play Doc Strange and Felix Faust, and you can lock Don't Die Tech out of the game for 50 minutes, that is quite <sighs> exciting. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's two te- two two teams that don't want anybody playing the game playing against each other. Jason, <laughs> you, your your Canadian Nationals team is Dan's Rock Cup team. But with a tank, my team. Yeah, just do that. <laughs> that way you Dance. can deliver a tank with a yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! It's a tank. Sorry, um, it's funny because I'm actually nowhere. I am playing. Uh, what ends up happening to me in Canadian Nationals every year? And I'm just I'm, I started with the joke early this year. Every team I have played in Canadian Nationals started as a joke because I couldn't get something to work 100 percent of the time. <laughs> and this year is no exception to the rule. Uh, so can you yeah. tell, can you tell us what you're thinking, or do you want to keep that under wraps? Oh no, I'm not going to keep it under wraps. I've told it on my channel before, but it, you have to eat the whole story because I'm a tangential speaker. <laughs> All right. Uh, feed so, it, feed anyway, it to us. The first Canadian Nationals, I uh, I, I was testing everything. I couldn't I, like, and I couldn't beat New Mutants team bases. I couldn't beat the Iron Pharaoh with anything I was coming up with. And then I just at one point had almost given up. I said, you know what? Let's try something stupid like promotion tech with the tenth anniversary figures and the book of the skulls because none of these guys have moving attack. They need moving attack. And, and a like, higher attack now. Ooh, yeah. that's cool. Exactly, right? All of a sudden, it's just like, oh, wait, this happened? This? Okay, let's see what happens. Because it started, like, nobody used, let's all be honest, we didn't use the promotion tech as a thing in 10th anniversary sets, right? We, we just kind of saw it and said, right. okay, that's a neat little thing. That'll never happen. 
I, and then I made the attempt to make it happen. It was the weirdest thing I've ever done. Then the second year, uh, I didn't like the meta, so I was just like, it, I, I accidentally came across the police team as a joke, where it's like I brought a cop team to a 600-point te- uh, tournament and realized only 300 points of it was doing all the work. Well, if this 300 points could win a 600-point tournament, let's see how it does in the real world. Uh, and then last year, I... I don't even. I, I wanted to do something with Superman and Mr. Mix's Pitlick, <laughs> and I thought, how could I make Mr. Mix's Pitlick even more frustrating in the world? Oh, Indigo Power Battery. <laughs> so, uh, so this year, this year I said I'm the, I am making a team with Shifting Focus Deadpool. It's not not happening, and I'm also using Dupe because they're both X Force. What can I do? How many points do I have left? And then re- I realized, well, there's a common that makes up quite a few of the points in Cable. So I'm using Cable, I'm using the Shifting Focus Deadpool, and I'm using Dupe. I am uh, giving the Deadpool uh, an equip, and I am using Pandora's Box, along with three ID cards, all of which Dupe can call in. So I'm using the Atom, the Green uh, Lantern, and Hawkman. Is this going to work? Probably not. (laughs) It's probably going to do very terribly. Uh... But I want to play I, Cable with Fast Forces Captain America. Fast Forces Captain America. I'm trying to remember now. It gives him a free move, so he gets to phase oh, again God. for free and yeah. make another shot. Yeah, that's interesting. And I, they they both sh- soldiers, right? Indeed. So you can mm. throw a Nick on there or whatever you need. I don't know. Maybe if I actually test this team and it gets frustratingly bad, I might end up. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to. I'm, I'm sticking with my team because I've been talking about it for so long, and because <laughs> I'm. I have no aspirations for worlds this year because I'm not going to make it. But I do love the competitive play just as a fun thing. So, yeah, I I'm mean, doing uh, it. Cable with the uh, Pandora's box would be a lot of fun. Yeah, and. Like, it's weird because it was so hard to fill the points on this team to the point where I have an extra piece of the Pandora's box because I had six lingering points and I couldn't fill it with another ID because I already had three ID cards. Did you, do you have the uh, X-Force ATA on there? Isn't it two or is it four? Uh, I didn't put, I didn't put the X-Force ATA on there because I always forget ATAs exist. And I'd have to put it on all three figures. Right. So... Eh, I just have a habit of not doing things like that. <laughs> gotcha. All right, so uh, two more questions for you. I think we've had a lot of questions. Oh. You're, you're a very popular uh, young man. Um, Who's young? <laughs> right. Yeah, I was about to say young. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Y'all are comparable in age. Um, I think we can all answer this question. Ed Shelton writes in, If you had to speak with another Heroclix podcaster's voice for the rest of your life, whose voice would you pick? You can't pick me. I'm magic proof. Uh, Bollocks! Then Tom uh. Kerr. <laughs> Have you ever heard Tom Kerr's voice? His natural speaking voice is like heaven sent down from vocal cords. Yeah, hmm. I like Tom. I'm also a fan of my own voice, really. <laughs> well, I hate the sound of my own voice. I don't know how people can stomach my regular, the regular sound of my voice. I think they're here for my wife on my channel sometimes. Actually, all the time, they're here for my wife. <laughs> Who am I kidding? It's like, I've got the annoying guy again. <laughs> When's the girl going to show up? Where's his wife? <laughs> oh, God. 
gosh. What do you think, Dave? You got a, somebody you change voices with? Oh, yeah, definitely. I changed with Jason's wife. <laughs> just to, uh, just Why'd you have to do that while I was drinking water? I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I just think it would be funny to see everyone's confused look whenever I start talking. Like, why does this guy with the no hair and the freaking sweet goatee freaking have a lady voice? <laughs> what I love, too, is Amber's voice matches her stature. Because she's five right. feet tall, she's very small, and she has got the nice small voice, too. So just right. coming out of anybody else, it's just like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> is this some kind of joke? No, man, this is my voice. You're a piece of crap for judging me like that. What about you, Did, did you just assume my voice gender? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um... I don't know. I could switch voices with Dave, but I think that would freak people out, too. Yeah, it would. <laughs> Why is that tall guy speaking in such a high-pitched voice? Why is he so drunk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kyle, you switch voices with anybody? Yeah, probably uh, probably Alvy. Oh, switch voices Sultry. with Dan. That would be hilarious, too. I mean... All of you guys have sultry pipes, so, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to put my number in the Skype chat here. Just, you know, call me. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Sultry voices. All right, so. Sorry, I couldn't resist that. That's fine. So let's do a couple of... uh, rapid fire questions just to get us uh, caught back up on our schedule tonight um, out of the 9 plus sets coming out by October what's your favorite set to be released uh, Jason C go uh, I'm excited for Thor because weapons David um, whichever one the DC stories are Elseworlds or what if or whatever Elseworlds Elseworlds then is my answer Alvy. I'm excited for Thor because Thor. Uh, Kyle. Elseworlds as well. Um, I'm going with What If because it gets me Doctor Strange Iron Man. And Doctor Strange Punisher. And Doctor Strange, I'm sure Doctor Doom. It seems like it's the Doctor Strange What If set from what I've seen. (laughs) (laughs) What if everyone was Doctor Strange? (laughs) Sounds good to me. Hopefully they all get to use D20. Dan, if you I win just can't worlds, wait. you need to make a Doc Strange that's just a sculpt of you. But you're being possessed by Doctor Strange. It's Dan with a red cape on. Uh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I just can't wait for I'd buy two swashbuckling Batman. That was... We need more pirate Batman keyword in cool. the game. Exactly. <laughs> make pirate viable. Alright, uh, Nick Haberman, favorite piece that has been revealed so far with Avenger Defender War previews? Jason Seiko. Ironheart. David? I don't know because I haven't looked at any of them. Alby? I haven't got to watch the videos or see the dials much, but that Ghost Rider sculpt is sick. I'll it's go actually, with that one. It's actually a really good dial, too. Uh, Ky- Kyle? I have 
Daredevil, the Daredevil chase, he has a special place in my heart. But shifting focus, Electra, I can't wait. Seems really awesome. I can dig that one. Seems like a woman changing her mind all the time. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> my bad, my bad. There went our like one female listener if we even had one. Damn it! <laughs> right, I'll, I'll tell Amber to listen. There you go. My, uh, my <laughs> hey, we got one back. My wife listens to us. We got two. Yay! Yeah. Um, Jeremy Costello, can you make a really competitive team with generics? Ugh. I keep trying, and I keep telling myself no. Uh, yeah, you can. Yes, but it already happened, and then they got rid of it. It was called Mermaids. Oh, yeah, I forgot about those. It's because WizKids destroyed them by getting rid of the Atlantis map. Yep. Yes. Basically made them unviable. Uh, what do you think, Alvy? Uh, yeah, Mermaids is something I can think of as you could play in math that would have been good, except the map's not there. I don't know of anything else. It's just a whole team of generics that you could play off yeah. the top of my head. Yeah, currently it would have been the mermaids. Uh, Golden Age was the science police officers, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, were, they, were, were they, they were using only splashed in for the most part, though. Or uh, wasn't the cop, isn't the cop car a generic cop car? You put like four of those, right? Well, true. Oh, yeah. They're, they're not really generics because they're, you know, vehicles. But, that were in super boosters. Yeah, but are we talking about now or are we talking about Golden Age? I mean... I think yeah. he's talking about what, now. now. I don't, I don't, what yeah. about what about Dave's uh, 40 Thug team? <laughs> it only had like... It only beats the hope out of your opponents. Like, oh God, <laughs> I have to do two actions to kill each one sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I really... Well, I know I'm in the... They needed lorries. Yeah. Yeah. The one... The one that generic that I was looking at are the foot uh, tech because of the ability to give them a power action and you can't target them. So it's pseudo midnight suns pretty much. So you have to get close. But I just don't think it has the damage output at all. I reserve judgment for when I see a Deadpool ninja. Like, on the Daredevil, everybody was like, oh, that Daredevil might be good, he might not. And I'm like, I reserve judgment for when I see the ninjas he can bring in. Fair it enough. Was... I, I, didn't Scott Porter open one of them, and they had, like, three clicks that were very close combat-based, and I think they were ten points? Uh, uh yeah. I, I didn't watch right. the videos yet, so. Okay. The, uh, the, the, uh, the cards are all posted in the HIE, Dave. All right. Um, Jeff Bozeman writes in with another question. With all of the upcoming sets being released, are there any in particular that each of you are planning multiple cases of? Also, uh, so let's answer that one first. Jason, do you buy multiple cases? We stopped buying multiple cases once we got really chummy with WizKids. Um, and... Once also my bedroom started to look like an episode of Hoarders with the number of extra commons and uncommons we got. So we're down to a case and a half on a regular basis, and half of that case is wonderfully provided to us by our wonderful friends at WizKids. So, yeah. 
that's been a that's been a big boon to us lately. Cool. Uh, Dave, you really don't buy cases much anymore. No, I do not. Uh, I I got three kids in private school and extracurricular activities. I couldn't ooh. afford to buy cases if I wanted to. Um, Jason, is there any Thor for you? Maybe. I mean, I've got the extra. I got the second kid coming, and the wife's going to be on maternity leave for you know most of the summer, so money will be kind of short. I think the last time I even bought multiple cases though was like uh, back in Spider Man. But yeah, if, any, if anything, it would be Thor. Ugh. But no, if I can scrape it, to, if I can scrape it together. What do you, uh, what do you think, Kyle? Are you going to buy any cases of anything since there's no more turtles? I don't. I don't know that I've ever bought multiple cases of anything, to be honest with you. I think usually the most I ever did was a case, and that was of Trinity War. And I, for some reason, got super lucky and got pretty much everything I wanted out of that case, so there wasn't really a need. Um, so my answer is is I buy a lot of hero clicks. So um, there's every set. I buy a lot of. <laughs> you buy a lot of single packs too, though, not just yeah, he, uh, in bulk. <laughs> he buys a lot. I don't even want to tell you what he spent on World's Finest. I don't yeah. even want to know what he spent on Deadpool. Uh, I didn't buy a or, bunch of Deadpool. That was probably the uh, least amount. I probably only purchased four cases of uh, Deadpool. The thing yeah. is, Dan gets so many because he gets a lot. He trades for a lot of the stuff he needs too. So, like, whatever oh, yeah. he's short, he typically trades for it. Um, yeah. So, also to date, what has been the set that you ended up purchasing the most of, and why? Oh God! Uh, <laughs> to date, go back in time to uh, the Justice League and Crisis set. I can't remember which one. But one of those was required sealed for Starro. I ended up buying three cases of that set. The first case I bought, then I ended up trading an Earth... or Sorry, I bought my first two cases, got an Earth 2 Superman, traded the Earth 2 Superman for a third case, then ended up playing at like 12 venues uh, for the Starro events, which were all sealed. <laughs> so, um, and it was like multiple months of this. So as you can imagine, I accumulated quite a bit of that set. <laughs> Star Wars should have been a Justice League set. Was it Justice League? Yeah, that was before. Okay. That, was, that was like the that first was before, the, set. That was before yeah. Crisis. Yeah, so, and I do remember ha- like I still ended up buying two cases of that, and then still went to twelve venues of sealed for that set. So it's, the numbers uh, still, I think, uh, beat my 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 Crisis three three cases. That's that's impressive. Because I was also buying with Amber at the time, too. So, mm. Mm. Yeah, I think that beats my answer. Um, my answer was World's Finest just because I wanted to pull a God Pack. <laughs> <laughs> with all that money you spent on the boosters, you may have just been able to buy the chases. Well, I did that, I did that too, but... Just have you don't have to buy a lot to... Week. You don't have to buy a lot to get a God Pack, Dan. I know, you just buy your case at the store and you've got it. <laughs> I, I remember watching the guy next to me at the Battle Royales and Worlds last, or the, yeah, last year 
and he he pulled a god pack in the table next to me, in the seat next to me. I was like, oh! Uh, that could have been I was, you. I was just a few tables down from that myself. I remember oh. that. Uh. I was like, that table wins, doesn't matter how that game goes. Mm. Yeah. I pull Shazam out of that booster. If, if I'm in sealed. Or uh, Battle Royale. That's where you're praying that you get fourth place. <laughs> yeah. <It's like laughs> so two chases, baby. Woo, yeah. Sucks. Throw the game, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to like, set I... all my pieces in the middle, and I'm just going to let you just ping them there <laughs> while I sit back here and do nothing. Right, because at <laughs> worst, you're ending up with two chases or possibly yeah. a chase and a con LE. Yeah. The worst, yeah. The worst would be, like, all four of them pick up on that. It's like, no. I pass. <laughs> it's like four people staring at each other. It's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you well, got well, whoever gets is, more everybody. stuff. <laughs> you got you to gotta hide that a little bit, Kyle. You can't, you can't be a little blatant about it, see? It's, <laughs> yeah. Either that or you just go roll off. <laughs> <laughs> roll off for last place? All right. Yeah, yeah that's where I win. <laughs> right. There you go. Um... John Drapp wants to know, David, what version of Shredders you're going to be playing at The Rock and Dexter? Uh, none, because it's tactics. Okay. <laughs> uh, Brian Pullen wants to know, too, David, uh, who was the coolest Crane player you played in Michigan? Also, do you feel bad yet for all that barrier on poor Primehawk? I, um, I assume there's so, a story there. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> Okay, so even if I had played another Crank player, Brian would most likely be the coolest Crank player that I played in Michigan. And no, I still don't feel bad about burying Nighthawk in this. <laughs> but for like two turns, and then we both cleared or whatever. And I was playing Casey Green Lantern, and I uh, just boxed Nighthawk Prime in like three turns. It was <laughs> like, you stay there. You stay there, be quiet. The, the men are over here fighting. <laughs> You're making this fight boring. You stay where you are, young man. <laughs> well, I didn't want him to sneak him up there and, like, start out wit and stuff. So Green Lantern, instead of, like, trying to barrier... Because, like, Krang and everybody were... And Jakeem and all them, we were all, like, in the one hallway fighting. And Nighthawk thinks he's just going to walk up in here and start out wit and stuff. And I was like, no, sir. No, sir. I'm going to barrier you, you in. So I surrounded him with four barrier markers where he could either just sit there and be good or he could uh, punch the wall out and sidestep up and then they'd go away and I'd bear him up again. Mm -hmm. So no, I don't feel bad about it. (laughs) I did it to the Jakeem in in Asheville. That was fun. (laughs) Yeah, I did did something recently as well to win a map where there's a Jakeem Thunder that in in an indoor-outdoor map that went indoor. I was like, you're stuck where you are now, boy. (laughs) Now you sit there and you be good. Take this ass whooping. I'm going to shredder the rest of your team and then we can talk about Jakeem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like oh, yeah. it. Oh, no. I, I'm that kind of jerk where I brought shredders with a rennet and green lanterns. Nice. <laughs> Guess who's not getting away? <laughs> I like that. 
Um, Matty G wants to know who is coming to the Super Quarter at Frontline Games in Clarksville. Uh, the three of us is for Jason. So yeah, I'm gonna be out of town visiting family. Sadly, sorry. Well, I won't be there either. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> You could, uh, you could You're not going to travel to Tennessee? <laughs> I'm actually they... really looking forward to that. Yeah. When when the teleporters stop killing the Canadian geese, I might consider it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to play Question in Clarksville. You should. Yeah. I've placed Dude. higher with Chase Question than you have more recently. I've placed higher with LE Question. Than you've ever placed. That is true. Um, <laughs> Check. Don't me. insult my question, love. No. <laughs> mm, nope. I'm sorry. You know, you've given up on him. I haven't. I just i I've done enough. Nope. You've never done enough with the question. There will never be enough to do. <laughs> I think he's challenging your manhood, Dave. Uh, that's okay. Questionhood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Edward K. wants to know, will Easton ever lose again? Yes, the next time he plays me. <laughs> I PJ check. gives him a run for his money. Uh, yeah, True. I was going to say, PJ's on a bit of a streak too, so if those two meet up against each other, it's kind of a roll-off as it is, right? A lot yeah. of time. So, uh, PJ and Easton meet at Worlds uh, in June. Last round, who wins? Oh, what phase is the moon in at that time? <laughs> is PJ's PJ beard gone? PJ, PJ still has his beard, but Easton, is he wearing I mean, his kilt? But hold on, Easton has acquired a beard, a beard from PJ's distributor in Nashville. Oh no! Okay, so he has the fake uh, ginger beard that make, gives power. Yes. Uh, Are they sharing dice? Now, here's the thing. If Mike Payne shows up, then ginger beards are all turned off. Because oh, you no. can't have too many ginger beards in a single area. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> what is the current length of PJ's beard? Is it going to be wizard <laughs> at that point? <laughs> I, think I think he's just... going to be veteran lumberjack by then. Okay. okay, so there's too many variables. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll, <laughs> I guess we'll just have to see in a couple months. All right. Uh, Cal Cooney writes in, can I be on the show tonight? Yes. <laughs> Yay! Here I am. See, it's that easy, people. Heck, you just have to ask me and I'll show up, too. Right. So many people like... Are, are, are you, is it okay if we get you on our show? Yeah. All you have to do is ask. <laughs> yeah. All right. Two more questions. After Avengers Defender War, it's going to be chaos, and I think ATAs will run rampant for about a month or two before the new rules come out. Have you seen some of the keywords? Uh, several of the Marvel Knight characters can become wild cards, giving them access to Midnight Sun, some Avengers ATAs. Do you think ATAs will go out with a big bang? Uh, Jason. Oh. That's a it's a different like that Marble Knights showing up for a little bit does throw a wrench in the gears uh, because there's enough Marble Knights in Midnight Suns 
and then because of that trait, they become wild cards, share that Midnight Suns, quite a few of them will have stealth. But are they good enough? That's really the question in hand, right? <laughs> so um, I'm going to say, speculatively, you might see more of the Marvel Knights ATA forces, but I don't think it's going to dominate, and I don't think it's going to... Because I don't think there's enough time for it to dominate, really. Yeah, because I mean, there's only like three weeks that it's going to be viable. Yeah, and it it really doesn't matter if somebody has figured out Shredder Tech for uh, tactics. Because <laughs> like, I don't need Line of Fire to walk next to you. Yeah, very true. Ugh. I um, think I think maybe if you get a cheaper Midnight Sun, like maybe we'll see Damien Hellstrom come back. Like, if he were to see a lower point and a good lower point than Blade, I think ATA, I think Midnight Suns would would run rampant for a little bit. Well, the cheapest one is the the monthly is Blade right Doctor Strange. now, isn't it? No, he can be, there's a Doctor Strange that was uh, one of the monthly LEs, and he can be 75 yeah, points, but points. he's just oh, okay. not very deep. He's like four clicks deep at 75 yeah. points. It's okay. Now, I'm just going to play Midnight Suns with a tank, so... I was going to say, on top of that, isn't the shifting focus Doctor Strange in the set only 50 points? Yes. And does any of them have Midnight Suns? Because if that's the case... None that we've seen I, so far. Yeah, because it's only been Marvel Knights and Mystical so far, right? I believe so. Almost like they wanted to give us that two months free of that kind of crap. <laughs> uh, I mean, they, they seem to be getting away from naming certain things. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. none of the Deadpools had martial artists. Because I was looking into making a uh, martial artist uh, theme team with the Midnight Suns ATA. Yeah, even the one with two swords doesn't have it, which is weird. Right. And one of them is a wild card. The same one with the two swords. Oh, actually, two right. of them are. Okay, yeah. So... Sorry. Two to four of them, if you include the fact that there's three different versions of the one in the bathrobe. Right, so they could wildcard the uh, the Midnight Suns, but none yeah. of them had the keywords that could help you pull it off. Blaze's not an assassin, I've I guess. Got, yeah, I've got to get to those Deadpools. <laughs> yeah, you're a little behind the ball on the Deadpools. Yeah, they just... I, I always enjoy the shifting focus pieces. I really do. I think that's a really, really, really neat um, game mechanic. You're, you're going to love the new set. Yeah, oh, yeah, I I want Shifting Focus Daredevil so bad, and I don't know if that's going to happen, but I hope it does if not in this set, then a future set maybe. But sh- as soon as I seen Elektra had Shifting Focus, I was all in. It's looking like, and this is just based on the trend of the game design thus far and what I'm seeing from what the, what's been made, is that because we're seeing that trend away from resources, I feel like this is going to become the off-the-board tech, is the, is the shifting focus. Hmm. Sideline tech. Yeah. yeah, I want some shifting focus dicks. <laughs> I would <laughs> I'm going to change my dick, uh, whip out my new dick. <laughs> I'm going to make my dick bigger. Mm. That's so useful. <laughs> right? Okay, uh, I'm going to change into two sticks dick. <laughs> and now I'm going to change into little bow staff dick. <coughs> Double-handed dick. 
right? Just <laughs> dick with a gun. Fat dick. And then we're going to have hand. I'm going <laughs> to switch into this hand. Hand versus dicks. <laughs> Round two. So, so my hand charges your dick. <laughs> All right, well, it looks like my hands beat your dicks. <laughs> I'm going to pour That's your happened dick. before. <laughs> oh man! Blades, claws, fangs. It. If they make a range hand ninja with a blow dart, <laughs> gonna blow your dick. <laughs> Especially, what if it has force blast too, and you're in water terrain? You could literally say, "I'm gonna blow your dick out of the water." <laughs> 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 oh, oh, that's fantastic! It oh my is. gosh! All right, so Travis Aaron wants to know: Would you rather a Fantastic Four theme click set in place of the Thor set, or keep the Thor set? Jason, uh, um, <laughs> I I would like to see some Fantastic Four stuff show up. Uh, a Thor set's interesting because we get. On top of the extra Thor, we get more stuff that's involved with Thor, and that stuff is almost cooler than Thor. So I'm kind of looking at it as, like, Asgard featuring Thor as a set. Of course, then there's going to be three other sub-themes that have nothing to do with Thor or Asgard, so whatever. Um, But I would like to see the Fantastic Four as a sub-theme of a set, not just the focus of a set, rather. So, you know, maybe a sub-theme of the Thor set. That would be cool. Or just, you know, the four members of the Fantastic Four and whatever version they're in in the comics right now, right? We got Thing, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I don't know what Sue, uh, Sue Storm is up to, but how about an evil Reed Richards, right? So. Oh, yeah, the Ultimate Reed Richards, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, Ultimate Reed, um, uh, Sue, I don't know what Sue's doing. Johnny's an Inhuman. Yeah. Thing was with Guardians of the Galaxy for a while. Uh, yeah, and he's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent now. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm... I just... I find... Okay, so, like, clicks-wise, for, like, meta play and stuff, I think a Fantastic Four set would be fine, but I find the the characters to be so lame. Like, they're even... Human Torch <laughs> is the only one who has even a remotely cool power, and he literally just sets himself on fire. The thing is a rock. The Mr. Incredible, like... Oh, not shit. incredible. Oh my god. Uh, Mr. Fantastic or whatever his lame name is. All he does is he's like, I'm stretchy. Like they could have just made him super smart and he still would have been more appealing. So I don't know. <laughs> Doctor Doom is literally the only cool part about the Fantastic Four. He is. He's the coolest part. He's on my skin. <laughs> well he and he's, and he's currently Iron Man right now. Yes he is. That's like that's the the one of my favorite series right now is Infamous Iron Man, along with Power Man and Iron Fist. Yeah, Infinite, Infamous Iron Man's a good read. Yeah. Uh, Jason, would you give up your Thors for Fantastic Four? Uh, no, I don't think I would. I love my Thor. Hashtag Thors for Fours. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see some new Fantastic Four pieces, because I enjoyed the last ones we got, but uh, yeah, I can't, I can't give up my Thors for that, no way. I mean, I would think that if if we got a Mr. Fantastic that as long as he's not lame like Plastic Man. He's way better than Plastic Man. Hey now. Hey now. 
Plastic and elongated man are awesome. No, 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 no. Elongated man is cool. Plastic man just kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. Elongated man's like a detective kind of smart. Plastic man is a big, big old loser. And Mr. Fantastic is a super genius. So, like, Plastic man should be good, but they just don't make a good hero click of him, you know? No, and that's the problem is, like, some things just don't translate into hero clicks, and we're never going to be happy with, you know, saying, oh, my God, I got a playable version. We just kind of have got to be happy with a comic-accurate version of those like, 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 why are we not getting shifting focus plastic man so we could have, like, different shapes of him <laughs> that do different things? I mean, it's like, or, it's just like, it's, it's made for that. Like, well, you know plastic or man. Or what if he, what if he's like a ten-point figure that can take the place of any equipment and you equip him? You equip plastic man? Yeah, or like, he's like he's like turns he, into a weapon. Is what you're saying? I I, I, I could say yeah, I could or an see equipment. same idea, like, but it's a ten point equipment you pay for before the game, but then switch one of your opponent's equipments that they either start with with him. Yeah, but it's yeah. still it's still useful, like uh, or like a it, shifting it, it, focus weapon, plastic man. Yeah, it's like you a, have yeah, like a like sideline of equipment, plastic man in the shape of a kite, so you gain flight. <laughs> that would be kind of <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Well, you well, you know, Plastic Man and Elongated Man are kind of lame. When then, even in Justice League Unlimited, like one of them was wanting to go, and they're like, "Sorry, we only need one stretchy guy on this mission." <laughs> <laughs> I remember that episode. Yeah. We. That's the one where uh, Booster Gold gets. Uh, keep, they keep calling him Green Lantern. <laughs> that, we just need a Justice oh. League Unlimited set. Yes, we do. Uh, I say that all... The, I know I say, like, twice a year on the show, but I loved that show so much, and, like, I would just love Justice League Unlimited set. I want to see a Lex Luthor flash. Like Having a great see... brain swap. Oh, episode. man, yeah. that would be cool. Uh, flash... like... Lex Luthor and Flash's body, or Flash and Lex Luthor's body? No, Lex and Flash's body. You could make them, like, uh, one of them's a rare, and the other's, like, a prime. There you go. At least right now I know who the Flash is. I have no idea who I am. <laughs> That's a good. Yeah. That was one of the funniest jokes of that series. Yeah. I have no idea who this is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was awesome. Um. So that uh, that actually wraps up all of our questions. Hey, hey Dan. Have... Yeah. I would not give. I would not give up Thor. Oh, you would not Yeah, you skipped a... Kyle. Oh, sorry, Kyle. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, I love Fantastic Four and all the stuff that comes with it, like Galactus. But having maybe possibly shifting focus Thor and shifting focus Loki with hammers, Book of the Skull 2.0, hopefully. As, as long as a Thor has more than a 10 attack... I just want a Warriors 3 that I can actually play together and they don't suck. Uh, oh, yeah. Lady Sif, man. I would I would kill for none of the Colossals to be Galactus and not see Galactus until the 20th anniversary of Heroclix minimum. Oh, man. If I see another Colossal Galactus, I'm probably going to put my head through a wall. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Make sure there's not a stud I, there. <laughs> I love... I love, like... I want one like the old ones, the coming of Galactus, like where you, it had rules to where you could fight him. Because when 
I was trying to teach people, like, in Evansville, that was the best way to do it, is, alright, we're gonna fight Galactus tonight. Everybody build a team of blah blah blah, and then we're gonna try to take him down. And but, that was uh, fun. But you know what the current point values? Like, uh, I'm looking over here at uh, the Fooms, the Fooms 3, and uh, at this rate with the point values, uh, I think uh, Fing Fang Foom could, like, take down the entire Avengers Defender set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. His defense is pretty low. All right, well, then let's uh, let's put him against uh, Mr. Manhattan, then. <laughs> no, no, nothing's fair against Doctor Manhattan. He's awesome. Yeah, I was about to say he is a doctor. He went to med or to school. He has a doctorate in letting his blue thing swing. <laughs> so, uh, Dave, uh, do you want to fill us in on what happened to you in Michigan? Sure, I can. I can briefly uh, cover that. So, I think, um, uh, well, congrats to Easton for uh, winning. And uh, Chris right. Griffin for getting second and getting your bye to the Rock Cup Finals. Right? Easton just handing buys to people. And uh, I'd like to say congratulations to Chris for remembering to declare your idol, apparently, and uh, place, <laughs> your, place your object, sir. <laughs> anyway, so, um, you know, last month me and Easton and PJ traveled down to Florida. Uh, PJ came down, picked me up. And then we went and picked up Easton in Alabama, and then we drove to Florida from there. This time we did the opposite. Um, Easton uh, left Huntsville, picked up Mike Smith in um, uh, Nashville. They picked me up in Owensboro, and then we went up to PJ's and spent the night there at his house. Um, I had no idea what I was going to play. I ended up being talked into playing um, Peace and EJ's, or Peace and EJ. I can't talk, man. I haven't even been drinking. That's the worst part. Easton and PJ's um, Majestic's team and adding 100 points to it. Um, So I ended up playing Jakeem, um, Justin Seifert, Bat Knight, um, let's see, Jean Grey, 40-point HaHa Joker, um, KC Green Lantern, and Fast Forces Penguin. With a weapon drop and a symbiote. Um, I think I practiced like a round and a half of it. And just decided to go with that. Because it was getting late. Um, That morning when PJ got off work. We drove up to Michigan. um, To Eternal Games. Which was a really good venue. Um, They had a lot of really great prizing. And stuff like that. Um, Everybody was super nice. And um. So round one, I play against a uh, Jakeem, Double Clarion, uh, Joker's Wild Green Lantern, I think, like, uh, Casey Green Lantern, and Hat. Um, we He wins map, we go to the office, which I will tell you now, both of my practice rounds, or my one and a half, two practice rounds that I played, they were on the office. And uh, I played on the office four times on Saturday. So I guess it was pretty good. Because Easton taught me a trick to make my swing bigger than what my opponent would expect it to be. Um, So um, this guy moves, you know, I I go up, I get my object, I come back, he moves up a little bit, barriers up, I clear, he clears. um, Then I uh, 
Justin Seifert out bat night. I blow out a wall. I uh, hit his Green Lantern um, and kill it. And then at this point, he's down, so he moves up. Um, you know, I, I'm bearing up as well with my Casey Green Lantern. He um, he brings Clarion up in there. I kill a Teakle with poison, and then uh, I, like, flurry kill his Clarion and at that point, it ends up that he gets my Green Lantern, and it ended at, like, 100 to 30. So, I didn't get a lot of points that first round. Um, you know, it was basically, he, he wasn't wanting to move up unless he moved everybody up. So, he was just kind of slowly trickling in while I was just kind of um, keeping the walls up so that if he was going to come in, he would have to sidestep up with the Clarions and then phase through. And pop off Teakle, and then, you know what I mean? So just try to isolate and um, fight one clearing at a time. Um, Jakeem really was a non-factor in the match because he didn't want to overextend him. Um, let's see, then I had, um, I played Tyler Spees, who was playing Double Nick Fury, Overdrive, um, Joker's Wild Green Lantern, and General Lane. Yeah. And, um... You know, I, I did this, so my first two turns in every single matchup on the WizKids office were exactly the same for every single match, with only slight variations in the way I did move and attack. Um, it was always move, or sidestep up, carrying HaHa, putting him in front of Jakeem, sidestepping HaHa Joker onto the weapon drop, and then free TKing Jakeem onto the symbiote, and then picking up the symbiote. Uh, and then barriering up with Green Lantern. So I did that. Uh, Tyler moved some of his guys around into a room, uh, like on the right side. So, uh, I'm sorry, on the left side of the office, like right there where you have the more clear uh, line of fire to draw. So he was up in there, and he put a wall up, or a light wall. So I used Justin Seifert to have Bat Knight run out and shoot the light wall, um, busted down. I chose uh, Running Shot and Energy Explosion with Jakeem. So I went, you know, naked defense or whatever, just relying on the Green Lantern barrier that was going to come up, the um, Energy Shield deflection and shape change from the symbiote. So I ran up and uh, I hit the Energy Explosion and I rolled a 10 that was two fives. So I did knock back to his whole team with energy explosion. So that hurt him. And then, you know, he, he went all the way up into the room right next to my starting area. Uh, I shot down another wall and did the same exact thing. Rolled a 10 again with double fives. So I knocked back all his dudes again with energy explosion. So just like I rolled hot that game and he just didn't have a good time. Um, I played KJ Foster the next round. He, um, he was playing a very similar team, except he had Shredder Clone and uh, Pim Particle and Betty Brant as his, like, extra 100 points with the Shark trait. Um, he made some placement mistakes and stuff, so it took him a while to get in to, to, uh, to fight my team. Um, I, I hit Jean for, like, just enough to put her onto her last click, and he moved her back. To where, uh, if I wanted to get her, I would have had to completely overextend my entire team. So, um, then I killed Betty, and right as he moved up and killed my Green Lantern, 
with the Shredder clone. It was last turn. Uh, I managed to get the Shark Shredder out, but I missed three attacks to kill him. And then uh, he his Jakeen killed my Bat Knight, and that was game. Um, fourth round, I played Brian Poling, who was playing Double Seifert, Krang, Bat Knight, and um, Nighthawk. I, uh, oh, and Night Nurse. He moved up just a little bit, like sidestepping or whatever, to, um, to kind of get closer or whatever first turn. So um, I went ahead and, you know, got out there, hypersonic speed. And uh, it really helped with the token, the loyalty token from Penguin. You guys know what that does? Yeah, plus, what... one, plus one attack, plus one range. Yeah, um... So I ran up there, hypersonic speed, shot Night Nurse and killed her to kind of push the pace a little bit. Um, and like they said, it's, um, Bat Knight plus Jakeem and Seifer is like a Jakeem uh, retrieval system, really, with an attack in the middle. So like I ran Jakeem back as far as I could, um, sidestepped up with Bat Knight, picked up Jakeem and carried him back, and then popped walls. Um he he brought Krang and Bat Knight up, shot some walls down, freaking took a shot at uh, a Jakeem Thunder who was practically uh, naked defense-wise and uh, ended up missing. I think he ended up, um, you know, he got everybody in there and then we just had a, a slugfest. I missed a few attacks. He missed a, um, a couple big attacks. There was one point where my Jakeem didn't really have any defense powers. Um, and I was kind of gambling on the fact that he wouldn't go colossal with his Krang because he was all, had already taken damage, and it would put him pretty close to, like, second to last click, I think. And, I mean, it wouldn't have killed Jakeem anyway, but it would have definitely put a really big hit on him. And, uh, you know, I had low points because I, I didn't score a lot in the first two games, and I only got 15 in round three. So I was playing to, to get into top 16. And, um, I ended up, uh, he ended up not going colossal and, um, I ended up squeaking out. Well, not really squeaking out. I pretty much wipes, but that was the one where I, um, locked Nighthawk down with barrier and stuff like that. Uh, I made it in top 16 and played Tyler Spees again, but we played on friendly neighborhood this time. And just, um, there were a couple, um, big attacks that I missed and, the map was a lot better for his team that time around, and he, he played it really well, and uh, I ended up losing by 10 points. So, I um, I lost Justin Seifert at the very end of the game, on last turn. So, But overall, it was a really fun tournament. I played a Battle Royale, and ended up winning a Phantom Stranger ID, a Plastic Man ID, and a Bizarro Green Arrow. So, I was, I was pretty happy with that. But no, the whole tournament was pretty good. Um, everybody that we drove up with did pretty well. So, Did uh, did Mike Check make this top 16? Yes, Mike Mike uh, made top 16. We haven't got the, we haven't got the Majestic report from there yet, so... Uh, okay. So, yeah, probably next time we'll cover uh, the Majestic's readout on that. Um, right, and the one in Mississippi. Yeah, and the one in Mississippi. That was my Whoa. chair. That was my chair squeaking loudly. Sorry, <laughs> that was not. There's some WD forty. Yeah. yeah, I was I was trying to cover that thing real quick so that I wasn't talking like 
no, you're by myself fine. No, for congr- so long. Congrats, Dave. Oh, thanks. I, uh, I I think I did pretty well for a team that I literally just picked up the night before and played like one game with, and then like a little bit of half a game with the other. Do you, and the whole uh, time, I'm, hmm? do you regret not playing Shredders? No, not at all. Uh, Jay played Shredders, and he made it just as far as me. So, um, I mean, it, it's it's weird because you see people play um, similar teams or exactly the same team. So, like, George Masu was playing the same team that Jason was playing. Um, and he it was, like, second overall seed going into top 16. I think he lost uh, to Marshall Lawing that round. But, um, you know, it's, like, so, you know, Jason, PJ, and George all played that same team. And, like, it just, I know matchups and all that, but, like, I don't know. It's weird. Because I'll see it do well in one place, and I'll just be like, Hmm. And then I'll see it play other stuff where it doesn't do as well. So I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting, you know? Because overall, I think all three people probably ended up placing around the same. Because George was somewhere between 16th and 8th. And uh, likely 8th because... Or, I mean, 9th because of that. Uh, PJ got 8th place, and I, I think Jason got somewhere between 10th and... Ninth, so. Gotcha. Yep. So, all right, guys. Well, I think we uh, we covered just about everything today. Uh, Jason, we'll have to have you back on to cover our fun fouls because I did not able to finish my team for tomorrow. <laughs> so. Uh, Why doesn't he just do the ones that we have? Well, because last week we don't do fun fouls for uh, Rock Limited practice oh. or whatever for Rock yeah. practice. No, because oh, everything's okay. not supposed to be fun at Rock practice. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll, uh, we'll have you back on, Jason, so you can uh, you can have the full honor of doing a fun foul. Sure. Sounds fun. So uh, YouTube.com forward slash Married with Clicks. That's the place, all one word. And then you have um, a uh, Facebook community, Married with Clicks, uh, commu- a Facebook community or something like that? Yeah, um, the Married with Clicks Facebook, uh, or community Facebook. Um, give me a second to pull that up. I should already have that up. I'm, like, totally unprepared. <laughs> I'm going to be on y'all's channel. Uh, Tom and Pedro play Hero Clicks as part of y'all's channel, right? Yeah, that's actually our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash MarriedWithClicks. Uh, Tom and Pedro have been running that. Uh, that's actually our community thing. We did this. We opened this up a little while ago where we had a Twitch stream, didn't know what the hell to do with it, and then I got my new job and got really busy, so I couldn't handle it. But we had some really active members of the community kind of keeping track of, or, you know, really into this uh, Twitch stream. So I kind of turned to them and said, all right, I'm going to hand it to you. If anybody wants to do something on it, you guys work with them and, you know, do something. I uh, just kind of wanted to open a space for anybody to try something here with Clicks before they go full on. Some people are a little nervous about the whole just do it uh, angle. You know, like for us, we just kind of opened a camera, opened a free editor and started doing our best. Uh, so the community, the community channel, uh, the community group is where you can uh, get access to Tom and Pedro to kind of get into that and then 
twitch.tv slash made with clicks is where you'll see any of that content. Right. Um, I'm going to be playing this Friday. I am playing a 600-point Trinity of Sin team. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Well, mine is a non-tactics, and uh, Pedro's team will be a tactics team. So, with lots of mastermind. So, <laughs> so it'll be interesting. I- I'm going to be playing the Phantom Stranger at 125, both Pandoras and both questions. Cool. Yeah, it's it's going to be a blast. <laughs> tell him to uh, tell him to play that blue lantern battery. <laughs> Worst matchup ever. Le question and an indigo battery versus Phantom X with blue battery. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry, Paul Waller. I'm sorry twice. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I. Uh... Appreciate Kyle for being on again, and uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Collins, for joining us. And uh, go, uh, go make us uh, some entertainment video game stuff. <laughs> Doing our best. <laughs> so, all right. Anybody got anything else tonight? No. No, nope, think I'm good. All right. Thanks everybody for listening to Clicked Off today, and we'll talk to y'all next time. Bye bye. See ya.